Hi everyone, welcome to the 8th episode of the Real Sales Ladies Podcast, part 2 of International Women's Day series, and we have Chanel in the house. Hi Chanel. Hello everyone, my name is Chanel. Thank you for coming to our show. So a brief introduction about the topic we will be discussing. So a baby is a gift from the heavens, and sometimes things happen unexpectedly, and Chanel is one of the strong women, among other teenage women, who has bring forth her beautiful daughter into this world at age 17. So hi Chanel, maybe you would like to give us a brief introduction about yourself? Hi, uh, I'm currently working as a preschool teacher. Mm. So I'm 23 years old here, and we're mm. soon to be five-year-old daughter. Interesting. So tell us more about preschool and the difference between uh, childhood and preschool. So childhood is about for children who are 18 months and up to 6 years old, right? So after childcare onwards, is preschool, is it? Yeah. Uh, so uh, basically, preschool is actually uh, childcare as well. So for mm. childcare, and in, in Singapore terms, right, we have childcare, we have kindergarten, we have like special education. All those are counted as preschool education in general, lah. I would say. Oh, yes. Okay, so I can enroll my child into uh, childcare instead of preschool, right? Yes, definitely. Mm. Okay, so uh, do you always wanted to join the preschool industry or after the birth of your daughter uh, make you want to join this industry? Uh, so uh, I was enrolled into the diploma uh, of early education mm. before conceiving child. So I would mm. say the interest was there even before she was born now. Yeah. Okay, wow. Okay, so uh, maybe back to the topic we, we are discussing. So briefly describe about mm. your relationship with your ex-boyfriend. Uh, well, in summary, it had mm. since good and bad. Once I was turning 17 when I met him and we were together for slightly more than two years in total. Mm. Uh, like all relationships, we had our good memories spent together. But mm. I think towards the end of the relationship, more so than not, I was really tired of trying to sustain what we had. So at that point in my life, because I was so young, I was also really naive and he mm. was older than me by years. Mm. To me, it felt like I had a lot more to learn from him about love as it was also my first relationship. Oh, okay. Nice. Do you mind me asking how do you first get to know him? Like through your friend's friend or like what makes you attract to him? Is it because he's like three years older so you feel like he's more mature in a way and then you can learn from him or... I, I think definitely mm. I read I really resonate with what you said like uh, because he was older than me by three years uh, mm. I felt like he was more mature in all aspects so in some way I also thought like okay whatever he says should be the correct way because I mean I didn't know how else it was it should be it should be wrong or correct mm. so to me like because he's older then I felt like he was correct most of the time oh, yeah okay. So how old were you when you and how old were, how old were you when you realized you were pregnant and then when you were pregnant how was your emotions like? Hmm. Um. When I was uh, pregnant, I actually conceived when I was seventeen years old and I gave birth when I was eighteen. Mm. So frankly speaking, I have very irregular menstrual cycles and mm-hmm. it did not occur to me to be worried about my period when it does not come on time. So little did I know when I finally found out I was pregnant, I was already like very late into the pregnancy, about mm. 26 or 27 weeks pregnant, which mm-hmm. makes me about over 6 months pregnant at that point. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. So, right. so, so you... Mm. Sorry? Yeah, sorry you were saying, yep. Uh, that was when it hit me that I was going to pop the baby out in 3 mm. months and that information actually shocked me more than anything else. Uh. Oh, yeah. okay. So, uh, okay, I just want to mention about uh, when you miss period for five months, right? And then you f- uh, feel the weird movements in lower abdomen, adom- right? So, you mentioned you also had irregular menstrual cycle, like two months once, is it? Or just sometimes, uh, like, yeah. just brown spot kind, or... Uh, sometimes it's just, like, it's not, it, it won't come for, like, three to four months at, at once. So, mm. to me, I was never, like, panicky when it did not come for so long. So mm. because of the irregularity, right, I didn't really notice how long it has been. So mm. when I finally like really go and analyze how long it's been, uh, I realized at the point of time it was already more than five months. So I got a bit worried. Shocked. La. That's what you said. I felt weird movements. It's okay. I asked you about the weird movements. Uh, like yes. in this, like three months, uh, you feel like, eh, three more months you're going to pop, right? You don't feel any baby bump, yes. nothing... Uh, of their sort, yeah. Because I'm, I'm quite like a bigger size, right? So okay. I never really like thought that I was like pregnant because mm. like I've always been a more 
uh, oversized and mm. then like um, to me at that point of time I was also losing weight so uh, oh. it, it, to me it was very shocking la, that, that when I knew that I was so late into the pregnancy already mm. I was also very worried like how is that going to affect my baby la? because oh. I was losing weight I wasn't eating very well and then like I just like kind of got over like a like a tonsillitis I, had, I actually had tonsils For one month Through mm-hmm. that pregnancy period But I didn't mm-hmm. know I was pregnant ma. So I think I, I think there's something called cryptic pregnancy. Like you know, sometimes when yeah. you watch uh, some news, right? Like uh, some mm. people like huh, they just pregnant, uh, then suddenly give birth on the plane like that, or like huh, they yeah. didn't know they they. <laughs> I think it's kind of rare or something like that. So okay, um, this is something new that uh we learn yeah. about. Maybe you might have this cryptic pregnancy. So uh, after that you feel this lower dominant. Do you want to take a pregnancy uh, test? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I eventually made my ex get me a pregnancy test kit when we were out of one of our dates. So mm. I proceeded to the toilet to take it. Mm. And I remember being very nervous and anxious while waiting for the result to pop out on the test kit. And honestly, I was praying to all gods that I wasn't mm. actually pregnant. But the, the results back to defer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I so, remember keeping yeah. the kit. <clears throat> sorry? Ah, uh, yeah. Same. Sorry, you were saying? Yeah. Uh, I remember keeping the kit inside the plastic bag and then mm. when I opened up the toilet door it did not help that the mirror was huge mm. and I could see my reflection immediately mm. so that was when I actually started to tear up because like it's not like I dislike the thought of having the child mm. but I felt like helpless and lost at that moment la. oh Correct. okay so uh, I think when you take the pregnancy for every woman like when you take the pregnancy test for every woman is like kind of anxious and scary la. but I also cannot yes. imagine like the anxiousness that you go through at such a young age right when you deal with the knowledge that you are suddenly pregnant right and yeah. then all this confusion that you're going through all your minds like how am I going to tell my parents what will they think will my boyfriend leave me how am I going to take care yes. of the kid like I'm so young will I be able to cope like all these questions la, that, that might go through your mind la. then mm. uh, I also understand like in teenage pregnancy right according to statistics right um, most of the teenagers feel that they have to provide for another life do you ever mm. think of this type of question like oh my god I have to think I have to take care of another life la. then like how, how am I going to provide for another life emotionally like physically financially like you are you'll be concerned for the child's future la. like what should I do now yes. and stuff like do you feel guilty also do they do these thoughts run through your mind? Uh, definitely. So I actually remember that uh, after because we took it in a public setting, like I, I took the test kit like outside of the house, right? Mm. So I remember after I took the test kit, finding our pregnant, uh, we we sat down on one of the like out outside eatery places, uh-huh. and then like we just sat at the bench there, and then mm. I was just like so helpless because like I, I remember asking him like what am I going to do now my life is over you know like I have to stop my studies you know I have to what, what am I supposed to do now or uh, who is going to help me and stuff like that mm. so I, I think whatever you the questions that you asked me I, I that those thoughts actually ran in my head like I felt like I wasn't capable enough I mean who at that point of time mm. as a 17 people could be capable enough to raise a child on her own and mm. I, I felt that even like looking back as like a twenty three year old woman now, I I felt like I was very brave for going through it because like it's not something that any seventeen year old can just like oh okay I I got I a uh, positive for pregnancy test okay I can really uh this is what I'm gonna do and then yeah I'm I think nobody I think yeah I yeah. think like any seventeen year old girl or even like they're older or something that like, they're not ready they haven't like how to say uh, maybe they are like 20 plus already or maybe 30 yeah. plus but haven't married you know like yes. you haven't married but already pregnant already uh, that yeah. kind of stigma that will go through like the woman go through uh, then makes them very anxious and all you know what I mean yes. yeah so yes. did your boyfriend like okay he comfort you right but did he yes. like find ways to take up resp- responsibility to be the father like he got say like okay um it's okay, uh, I will try to tell my parents, then uh, I will also take up responsibility to be the child's father. Did he say something like that or he just like comfort you? Uh, he comforted me and he was actually the one that wanted to keep, I mean at that point of time because I didn't know how late I was into the pregnancy yet, because <coughs> I just took the kid. Mm. Right, so the kid doesn't tell me how late I was into the pregnancy. Mm. So to me, I thought like uh, probably the abortion, the option mm, mm. was still 
right? So, yeah. uh, to me, I felt like, okay, maybe because we are still very young mm. and, and like, because I was still going through my studies, I didn't know what I was doing in my life at that point. I just came out of secondary school not too long ago. And, mm. and to me, it's like, I just felt my life was beginning and then this is what happened. Mm-hmm. So, actually, to me, uh, I felt that maybe it was better if I, ha- I aborted the baby lah. Which mm. I felt like I wouldn't go through in eventually, even though I was so like uh, upset at the point of time. But because I'm in this industry, knowing myself, right, knowing my character, I felt like I wouldn't go through with it because like, I'm literally sur- surrounded by children, mm. and I felt that the was gonna eat me up alive. So when I actually went to the hospital to de- do a checkup on how late I was in the pregnancy, I already decided not to abort it, lah. I, mm. I decided to keep the baby. Yeah, so okay. at that point of time, it was, it was all mostly about me and my ex trying to work things out together and see how we can fit into each other's lives, including the baby. Yeah. Okay, I mean, that is a really good and mature thinking. I uh, also want to yeah. relate, uh, in a way, uh, I have a friend who mm. had to abort the baby because mm. of financial problem. They, I mean, they are married already, lah. Okay, but then they realize it suddenly pop out a baby. They never use protection. They suddenly come out a baby. Then the husband asked her to abort it, so she no choice have to abort it, lah. But in, but mm-hmm. she tell me, she feel guilty, lah. She feel guilty mm-hmm. like she accidentally right. kill a life and all. Yeah. Like she, she will feel this guiltiness, lah. Like not you want one, you know. Yeah, so, yeah, okay, okay. So we skip to the next question. La. So, how was the reaction from your parents and your ex-boyfriend family when you tell them you're expecting your first child with him? Um, so, at a point, my mom had been showing a lot of concern about mm. me having the menstrual cycles. Okay. So, she did have the intention to bring me to see a doctor for it. Mm. And I remember telling her about two days after taking the pregnancy test kit and she got... Obviously, extremely upset about it, which was expected. Okay. Yeah. But I can't exactly recall the specific details, but as we were going through some tough times at home, she responded by saying why I was also doing this to her, and I felt really mm. bad that I was adding things onto her plate when I knew that she was already very overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she stormed out of the house soon after, but after that she came back in the evening and then she will, she told me that she will support me endlessly so since then she has been my number one supporter la. So how about I'm your dad? My um, as for my dad we haven't had the best relationship as a father-daughter but he was accepting of it and he did not comment much about the whole situation mm. he mainly helped behind the scenes silently which is something I'm also grateful for la. Yeah. so he like si- silently supportive la, in a way la. yes Correct, yeah, yeah. I, I think he firstly, uh, mm, he didn't, didn't comment much but help out in a way but you know, try not to add, uh, add on to the stress. Uh. I think firstly, yes. uh, you are very lucky to have supportive parents uh, who, who may be angry a while uh, but then they realise they actually still love you and then they will support you. Maybe because like, I feel like you are still their daughter, there's nothing much, yes. I mean not to say nothing much, it's like it's already been done already. Uh. You know, why, why just get angry and like you know, so the discord and but you know for some that I know right, it's either their parents have an extremely traditional mindset, right? Like they will disre- disregard their daughter, saying like, "Hey, you bring shame lah. You haven't married, yeah. then you you pregnant already. Like ask them to move out or like call in the house. Like don't talk to them, which yes. may happen lah. So what will you do if turn around your situation is like that? Then you do not have supportive parents. What will you do? I I feel that I think having a supportive family background mm. is very important because I, I do have a friend that um he, her family is not exactly the most supportive and mm. she also had a child young so for her I can see how tough it is because most yeah. of the time she's alone and, and it's not it's definitely not easy because you know handling a child 24-7 and having things going on in your own life that you have to deal with as well and I, I think it's like it takes a very very like um very mature person and also it takes a lot out of a person to really raise up a child on her own yeah so I all due respect to all single mothers who are doing this alone but this also doesn't mean that those that have a very strong family background are not doing as great as a job because I feel that uh, every living situation that uh, every single mother is in is different 
And I think uh, for us to even having a child so young and raising up a child uh, with this uh, mindset of ours and maturing along the way, it takes a lot out of a person. So mm-hmm. I think having a strong family background, it just benefits the child more. Lah. So mm. like for me, uh, because of how stable my, my family is, because mm. how support them, I, I can actually know that, okay, if let's say one day I fall sick, uh, there's somebody to look after her. I don't have to go and be concerned that, oh, uh, who is, who is going to take care of her? I, I, can't, mm. I can barely walk. Who help her for me? Yeah, so for me, I think it's just the ease uh, of the mind that is there all the time. And I know mm. that uh, if I now, there's somebody to look after her. Yeah. Okay. So I think that itself, it helps me a lot la, as a person as well. Mm. Yeah, and... and uh, in, this is a perception of a supportive family la. Then we will come uh, yeah. later in the part Of uh, unsupportive and what they can do Okay, so uh, for the ex-family Maybe you would like to describe When you tell them The meeting, etc How was it? Mm, as from did, did your ex-boyfriend Went to tell his parents? Hello? Hi, can you hear me? Hello? Hi Chanel, can you hear me? Chanel, hello. Hello, hi. Ah, uh, okay. Mm. The option adoption. Okay. Hello. Because. Mm. Uh, hello. Hi, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So we were on the call, right? So he asked me if I knew about the option adoption. Okay. So I remember feeling a surge of rage because these men here whom I thought it w- I was going to spend of my the rest of my life with had the audacity to tell me to put mm. my child up for adoption. So mm-hmm. it, I definitely I felt a huge sense of betrayal and mm-hmm. bought my eyes out for the rest of my life. Uh, yeah. Okay. Mm. Then after that you uh then after that you went to meet the his parents, right? Yeah, so mm. that night was very emotionally chaotic and mm-hmm. we also agreed for both families which I thought was quite a good uh, decision to make because mm-hmm. I, I felt that when when both families meet, we can talk more. Mm. Yeah, so recalling this also aggravated because mm. I regretted not standing up for myself and my ex stayed, stays in Congo and I mm. actually stayed drunk and okay. they set the meeting point at Amokyo okay. knowing very well a seven-month heavily pregnant girl has to make her way there don't you think it's a bit outrageous but do you think they <laughs> so, should set it at yeah, city hall hmm. uh, I think <laughs> okay. like, uh. is, I think my parents felt mm. that he, they should be coming over instead oh yeah usually yeah, yeah the you, usually uh, the guy sh- the guy family should come over to the girl's house right where got like exactly. people meet in the uh, yeah <laughs> okay okay never mind then you oh, continue no, uh, <laughs> yeah not and then mcdonald's but okay yeah. never mind then okay yeah. <laughs> okay so when we met at her mcdonald's at the yeah, okay. park <laughs> i remember uh. being so tired because i didn't sleep the whole night so mm. so i was very down i couldn't leave my head up to look at his parents the whole time we were there okay. and i can't exactly recall every detail of the meeting but i remember that his dad had mentioned how young his son was and that he has not gone to the to army yet. Like he has not gone to NS yet. Mm. So, like, uh, like to me, bro, is it my problem that your son has not gone to mm. NS? Like, mom, he's three years older than me. Doesn't that doesn't that make me like even younger than him? So I didn't quite get that question, lah, Actually, mm. so and it's like in a way, like you feel like. The, the the guy's father is trying to tell you like hey my brother hey no my brother sorry my son haven't go to army then you want to like how yeah. to say uh, implicate him uh, like with a child like that is it Correct. something like that okay then what about the mother what he say yeah yeah I think like the parents are a bit like probably like like think for like themselves only la. yeah yeah, understand. Uh, yeah. So additionally, to give some context, his uh, mom is also like a preschool principal, like she's a childcare principal. Mm. Being educated as an early childhood professional, she also said something that was a bit hurtful. Mm. She brought up the fact that sick during my second trimester, as earlier I mentioned, like I had tonsils, right? Yeah. So I think my ex shared with her how I had suffered from that, and I was on three courses of antibiotics for a month straight. So I I had no idea that I was pregnant lah then. So to blame me for that, I, I didn't know, I didn't quite know how to respond. But I remember his mother asking, like, understanding from 
da, 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 his name, mm. you were very sick a few months ago, right? Wouldn't the medicine have any effects on the baby? I think hearing that question come from her mouth immediately made me lose all respect for her because I felt like she was like trying to say that there was there would be negative impacts on the medications of the medications on the child who isn't even born. Like, how would I know if or not if there will be any negative effects? Like, even if there were negative effects, the baby is still a human, right? So I was in a lot of shock, lah, and that explains why the question is still stuck in my head even after. Yeah, actually, I feel very, I, I feel quite angry for you uh, when I hear this. So, like, you, I mean, not you, as in she, yeah. she is a preschool teacher. Like, if you can, if you, if you can become a preschool principal, right, you should show maturity mm. and compassion. Exactly. It's still a human yeah. being and it's still your, Correct. your son's blood, flesh and blood, Correct. though. Like, you, I mean, they somehow like guess like you like a hey, uh you know yes, yes. like think for themselves like like think for the son only a hey, my 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 son haven't go army yet you want to implicate him in the baby yeah uh. then then after you eat antibiotic right I tell uh, I mean like even if you are pregnant you have to eat like the vitamin and stuff right like also sometimes the baby see also have to eat antibiotic what uh. doesn't really like sort of affect what uh. correct Abby, in in the case I I'm not sure how it be like but then like most medication is. They will tell you if it's consumable. If it's oh consumable, yeah. So, but at that point of time, who got? Uh, who knows that I was pregnant at that point of time? So yeah. I'm sick. I go to the doctor for medication. I take the medication that doctor prescribed to me. How would I know I was pregnant? Like to me, I didn't choose to take this medication. I didn't choose to be ill. But what are you trying to say now? Like you are mm. saying that okay, that's because the medication might negative impacts then like but are you trying to push everything to me now so mm. even if the child comes up before then why for then yeah that's very like very gaslight very gaslighter correct I mean someone someone she's a woman and she would say something like that I feel like you are definitely quite a brave and courageous woman with maturity to actually handle them who are much older than you and try to gaslight you in a way I feel that yeah. at your age uh, you, you actually really have the maturity and compassion to actually handle them and actually supported your baby instead of giving up for adoption and I feel that yeah. um, you are very courageous la. and mm. they are just selfish in a way as they are or maybe they thought like their way is in a way the right like way, yeah. the right way to help both of mm. you but okay, briefly yes. describe the relationship afterwards with your ex-boyfriend when you told him you were expecting and you made the de- decision to leave him, is it? Yeah. Yeah, so we broke up for a few days after yeah. the meeting. Then okay. we eventually got back together as he contacted me through my best friend. Mm. So being my extremely vulnerable self, I went back into the relationship thinking that I could work things out with him. Okay. Because I really wanted to give a complete family for my child yeah, just like any other children right mm-hmm. so what made me actually call things off again was officially was his lack of, res- lack of responsibility as a new father la. because I remember having to be the one asking him to visit her having to balance the sourness between my family and his all the time I think upkeeping the relationship while finishing my studies and being a new mother was pretty exhausting mm. and all I asked was him to be more understanding and actually put in visible effort but he did none of that yeah but, but did he push like the blame to you I, yeah i think he was also very gaslighty like mm. in a sense like throughout our relationship every single time we have an argument that we want to work things out right he will yeah. say like hey break up uh, break up la. break up la. Like, oh he like he said like tired already like, just break up uh. everything yeah. you want to quarrel little bit also want to like exactly. quarrel then after that right he will say like I, I don't know like, maybe he will say like mm. you are the one who started it what yes yes yeah correct he said say something like that oh my god I realised yeah. I guess like just like to say you you are the one who started it what you are the one who like uh start all this argument what? I never do anything what? so you started it first. I think in a way I guess like, like you started it what? but when when you try to tell them, uh, hey, you are the one, if you never do anything, right, it's like cause and effect. If you never do anything, if you never punch me, I won't punch back. In a way, like, you never start this, right? you never make me angry. Why would I, like, angry? Then when I'm angry, then you say my problem. So it's like, yes. gets lighter like that, like, in a way, correct? Or? Yeah. yeah. I think, like, because uh, of the, I mentioned the sourness between my family and his, right? Yeah. So actually, when we were preparing to, to, like, for me to preparing to give birth, yeah. uh, we actually had a conversation of, me like going to his place to stay and then like for like five out of seven days of the week and then mm. <coughs> hello <laughs> sorry Ch- uh, Chanel I can't yeah yeah 
Hello. Yeah, so as yeah. an educator, mm. I know that the environment of a baby is very important. Like, mm. it should be a stable environment. Okay. Hello? Con- mm. Hello? Yeah, yeah uh, continue, yeah. Mm. Contain, like, two more individuals in the household. So, for me, the most logical way is to just stay in my own house, uh, because I have my own room. Uh. So, mm. I think to the funny thing was that he that we mentioned about gaslighting, right? So yeah. he would say like things like you were the one that wanted to stay in your house, what? You were the one that didn't want to move over to my place, what? Wow, I think all these like oh, I'm just Oh he said something like that, that lah. Yeah. Yes. So it was very ridiculous if it comes out one or twice, okay lah. But it comes out all the time eh and oh I felt like I was already tired of this. Like you are making me even more tired. Yeah, they like try to push the blame to you in a way lah. But what else? Uh, did he say anything else like accuse you or something? Like say the baby, like uh, not yours, is it? Or some, yeah. Yes, he did. He did say like multiple times that mm. <laughs> the child is a which I mm. think was ridiculous because I mentioned that he was my first relationship, ma. So yeah. I think at the point of time it was like, why? Why are you trying to raise up all these things to start arguments for what? Like I'm, I'm really trying to make ends meet. At this moment, I'm I'm doing my job. I I'm, mm. I'm trying to be a mother. <coughs> hello. Hi Shana, can't hear you. Sorry, hello. Ah uh, yes, continue. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I I was at the point I was like trying to be a good communicator. Hmm. Shana, I can't hear you. About. Yeah. Okay. It, it just comes back double and tenfold towards me. Like it's like my problem. Okay, so, so like after that, you break up already, la, in a way. Yeah, yeah, after mm. the words, like, I, I, I just felt very tired. I was exhausted about, about the whole relationship. He he enjoyed being passive-aggressive to everything, la, and that tired mm. me out even. So, so after the breakup, how do you feel? Like, after the breakup, how do you feel? Do you, f- you, you must have felt like, felt like very heartbreaking, right? But do you feel like you made the right decision to leave? I remember feeling like a rock was just lifted off my chest. It was definitely not easy reaching that decision, but at that point, I felt like it was better to let him go rather than mm. go on to what we. I like playing mind like, games and all, la. Mm. Uh, I wanted to prioritize myself and mm. my sanity and my daughter, la. So even though I was the one who ended things, it wasn't any easier moving on and dealing with the heartbreak. But what made me eventually leave the relationship was a bunch of small things that added up. Such as remembering the times that I had to call him to wake him up for school okay. as a really pregnant woman, or the mm-hmm. times when he had faulted for me, uh, faulted me for sleeping with other people, as mentioned, mm. when he knew very well that he was my first relationship. Well. So it felt like he was constantly pouring his insecurities at me, mm. which was so unnecessary, especially since we were trying to build a life together. Yeah. Yeah. So, so overall, overall, how you feel? Yeah. Yeah. Overall, it made me feel like. Chanel, I can't hear you. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Hello. Yes. Continue. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I decided to choose myself and my mm. over us. Okay. Over Hi, Chanel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Correct. Okay, so, so I think actually, uh, yeah, I think you're actually very mature in thinking at your age, uh, honestly. Like, you yeah. still have to wake him up, like, you still have a kid. Like, I feel like you're dating, although he's older than you, but like, you are dating a younger guy in the state who has no maturity. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know, that's how I feel. Then, I, like, you will actually think for a whole complete family for your daughter. That's why you, like, want to, like, stick with him. Then, until, like, you cannot take it anymore, like, wow, it's like, I'm a, like a mother, mother like that, you know? Like, <laughs> like, yes. mother treating treating a kid like that so uh, when you realise that parents should always be the role model for the kid right then you realise <laughs> it's like he cannot be sort of like the role model for the kid because I think you are like more mature like, in a way yes so and, and he's not correct. who you want to be with in the future because he will always like blame you for you like even don't want to take responsibility like waking up in the morning yes. like acting like a child put insecurity on you like yeah, you are way mature than him so Yes, you are right. Actions actually speak louder than words. That is when you come a time and realize, like, that's it. La. You are my daughter, father by blood only. Nothing else. Since he, like, don't make any effort to be in, like, even thought you, shame you, be so childish, right? So after you break out with him, like, did he get angry? Did he block you on social media or, or something like that? Uh, 
Yeah, so mm. uh, as well as you mentioned, when we ended things off, I think about yeah. two weeks later, I realized he had blocked me on every communication channel and every. Oh, really? Media. Okay, wow. Mm. Uh, and at the point, it proved to me how irresponsible he was and he, had, he wanted nothing to do with me or my daughter, and it has been like that since. Uh. Yeah. He didn't come back and like uh try to like message you and say, hey, how's my daughter? No. No, not at all. Nothing. Wow. Yeah, the, okay, the only wow. time messaged me last year was uh, uh why why there was a call to him by my friend. Seriously? Yeah, I, I, oh my god, he just want nothing to do with you. Oh my goodness. That's yeah, very responsible though. I mean <laughs> this part of this right I still feel like you know. I mean, this part of this, right, I still applaud you, like, you still take a... It's very hard to even take a step to move away from a gaslighter like that, la. I mean, like, like, guy, I mean, women, they always feel like they should always need a complete family and all, right? But he was, like, absent yes. emotionally, eh? and I, I applaud you that you actually choose self-care for you and your daughter over him, like. But, okay, I also want to mention in the case, uh, um, like, I, uh, I mentioned my friend, right? She abort the daughter. Mm-hmm. I mean, she abort the child because of mm-hmm. the husband. But mm-hmm. then uh, our friends realised that uh, the husband is actually very manipulative towards her. We al- also feel mm-hmm. like uh, she's like a childbearing machine for him. But despite what we all tell her, she don't want to move. Like she just stay with mm-hmm. him. Like she refused to accept the truth and all. Like she actually put like, uh, how to say, uh, you know when you want to like stop the children, right? Then you put something like a bar inside your arm or something. You know, you go hospital, you inject a bar. But she actually took it out because she want the mother-in-law to stay oh, in Singapore. She, because she. the mother-in-law is foreigner. Then she feel like, oh, the mother-in-law, uh, if I can get pregnant again, right? My, my, my mother-in-law can stay in Singapore to help out her children. What do you think of this? It's sort of like the husband is gaslighted, but she refused to accept the truth, right? What would you do I if you were her? Like, yeah. <laughs> Some people are very afraid I to step so out. Yeah, yeah. Correct. Uh, I guess also not only like she's thinking of like a possible kid in the future, but I think also. <coughs> I can't hear you. Yeah. Uh yeah, I yeah. feel like maybe she also realized. Sorry, I can't hear you. Yeah. Wants to work things mm. with the husband and probably hope and hope and wish that he could like finally turn things around and, and, and also like eventually like be acceptive of that she wants a baby and then eventually they can work towards having a baby together. So maybe she's being very hopeful and she's trying to hold on to that hope and I think we shouldn't like put people down for not like holding on to that hope. I think she she herself chose this for a reason and I think uh, as outsiders and as bystanders we can only like advise and if they eventually do not want to listen to the advice it's also not up to us to think that oh why is she not listening to us like yeah you know, it's not gonna help her you know because in life we, we we decide and we choose decisions in our in in our life pathways and it brings us to different situations in life and then i feel like um because of the decisions decisions she makes, right, it actually changes the route in her life. So whether or not she may give up in the future and then move on to someone else, it may happen. But or uh, she may hold on to the hope that uh, the husband would turn things around and then yeah, he'll have a kid. The, yeah. Yeah, but the problem but is right. The husband we, we she's not able to see that the husband is not treating her well. Like not only us. Other the even the doctors and the nurses also felt the mm-hmm. same way because okay. when she wanted to put the injection uh, the bar inside her arm right is to stop the pregnancy mm-hmm. like stop mm-hmm. stop pregnancy you understand what I mean like because the the husband has been using her as a baby making machine so okay. it's not actually yeah. she wants it now she wants to take out it's because she wants to help the mother in law and the doctor actually felt that like, this is not the way to help. So in a way, like, okay, we can understand if you actually really want a baby, but this is more like, she just want to help the mother-in-law and stuff. It's like, she don't think for herself, but she always, like, try to help other people, but instead of herself. So that, I, I don't think that it's like, uh, you don't think that that's a sensible way. La. If you want a baby, we'll definitely support you, but not in a way like when mm. your husband is very toxic and manipulative. And I think that in this way, this is an example to show that, in a way, uh, uh, we will always support movement. That's why we always want her to get out of this very toxic situation. Yeah. In a way, she has to get out for herself. 
yeah. but we we'll always support her endlessly la. so uh, back to the topic yeah. so how do you cope during your first pregnancy when everything is very new to you your mother is there to support you right like help you with it yeah yeah, uh, it was definitely a huge struggle, especially financially. Okay. The emotional and mental burden I had placed on my parents as I was financially incapable to be independent on my own to raise my daughter. I felt like crap all the time, basically. Mm-hmm. When I finally finished my one-month confinement, which was over the semester break back when I was still in poly, I actually started my part-time routine. Mm. Sorry, I can't hear you, yeah. Uh, yeah, as I was mm. going through a very tough period mentally, I recall okay. that travelling to and fro, work and home was my waterfall time. Uh. Waterfall, that means you vomit, right? Oh, no, no, as in like waterfall, as in like my tears. <laughs> oh, your tears? Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, mm. yeah, especially at night after schooling in the morning and working the rest of the day, I would sit at the reserve seat, uh, put my jacket hood on and mm. my earpiece in for the rest of the train ride home I think cause like I was also very overwhelmed la, with, with everything that has been going on in my life and I felt very tired as I had to put up a fake front all the time la. I had to be I had to always tell myself that I need to be okay in front of my mom. I mean she's there to support me right so mm-hmm. I have to be okay all the time to smile all the time and I have to be happy all the time because my daughter is also looking at me I cannot possibly mm-hmm. be crying at home all the time right? yeah so yeah I, I, I felt like I couldn't break down yeah, so mm. eventually as time went, I started to build on myself la, and I show up for my loved ones. I mm-hmm. know I couldn't indulge in a sense, even though I must say that it was, it is okay to feel sad, but I, I think it's good to, you know, eventually be more positive and mm. like look for better things in life. La. And I'm very grateful to have a very supportive family and friends who did not hold back in lending us a helping hand, like giving us baby clothes, which actually lasts us for a very long time before I started actually buying clothes for my child. Yeah. Mm. So when I started to earn from my part-time job, I could actually start to pay for my daughter without feeling like a financial burden. And it only got mm. better when I finally graduated and I started my full-time job as a preschool teacher and I could finally fend for myself and my daughter independently. Mm. Yeah, and... And um, being a preschool teacher and learning, uh, pre- I mean, being in preschool and also learning about uh, how to handle children in poly, I think it's a even better way to actually yes. um, take care of your daughter better. And uh, when she cry or like, you know, those crying bouts, like she keep crying over the night, you don't know whether she's sick or not. Um, like you know how to better like uh, calm her down. And yeah. uh, as, as time goes along, I think like... Um, you know how to handle everything more efficiently, la, in a way. So, yes. um, so uh, after the birth of your child, uh, I mean birth of your daughter, when you carry her in your arms, like in the operation room, how did you feel? Mm-hmm. And I also want to ask you something about the C-section as well as the uh, yeah. injection. Yeah, you can, you can, yeah, you can talk about it. Yeah. Okay, so as it was a half a week procedure, I mm. felt very nervous about the whole process, waiting yeah. for the, awaiting uh, for machine. Sorry, I can't hear you. Mm. Hello? They put yeah, the hello, yes. injection at the spine. So it actually paralyzes the half bottom half bottom of the body. La. So basically, waist down, I was paralyzed. Mm. Hello? Hello? Mm, yeah, continue. Yeah, so I couldn't feel any pain, but I could feel movements. I can recall how the surgeon was like snipping <laughs> through my skin. <laughs> okay. But I didn't feel pain. So it was just like just like nudging okay wait, sorry sorry nudging. he you you can see the surgeon sur- wait sorry you can see the uh, surgeon uh, slicing your stomach is it no no i can hear i can hear the here here oh my god yeah, okay <laughs> you can hear but you cannot see he cut la, but you can still see yeah, yeah. but you cannot feel the the okay yeah okay continue yeah, I, I, I can't feel the pain because i cannot see anything because they will put a blue paper sheet in between mm. oh yeah the circle the circle the thing right yeah it's right mm. uh, not, not circle la. i think oh that one is that one is not not the not the ones we see in movies <laughs> <laughs> okay uh. yeah they were uh, for okay because i went to i'm not sure about other hospitals but i went to yeah UK. so what they did was they put a blue paper towel in between um the leg the la okay uh, to the waist down so they were actually put at the waist there so i uh, not waist like beyond the waist la. so mm-hmm. 
but I think around the chest area, so you couldn't oh. see what's going on below. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, because it was like covering my vision, right? I cannot see anything, but I can feel a bit of pushing, a bit of nudging, and okay. I can hear the doctor snipping. I don't know okay. why he was cutting, la, but I Cut the umbilical cord, la, I think. Uh, probably cutting through the flesh, ah, because oh, 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 oh. To get to the womb, okay. right? Yeah. To get to the womb, it's like many layers of skin. <laughs> Sorry, can I ask you about the C-section? Ah, in a way, like um, they always encourage natural birth than C-section, yes. right? In what, yeah. like, situation then you must C-section? Like, what they will do C-section? Uh, uh, actually, they will actually ask you like I think when you are very near your due date, right? I think yeah. probably the the previous month before your due date, they will ask you like, would you like for a natural birth or would you like to go for a C-section? So okay. actually, for me, I I actually chose the option to um C-section lah. Natural birth. I oh, went natural. For natural birth first. Okay. Yeah, but uh, okay. So this was another thing that I went through something called the induction process. Like they oh. induced me. Yeah, so they induced me by putting uh pills uh, uh through the vaginal canal. Okay. Yeah, so this will induce like co- uh like what's it called the contractions. Yeah, they will uh, induce man-made contractions mm. to dilate. So as you know, like um I I'm not sure if you know, but like uh for the for the cervix to be dilated enough to. How many cm? Ah, four cm is it? No, it's ten cm. Oh, 10, 10. Oh, yeah. Then the head can come out, right? Okay. Dilated yeah. ten cm. Mm. To be pushed out, but at that point, uh, when they put the first pill in to induce me, after about six plus hours, it was still zero point five cm. <laughs> uh, sorry, I ask you, uh, when you, uh-huh. yeah, when you push, when you the try to, I mean, the cram very pain, uh, Cause like, how how does it feel like, uh? Because my I, I, I remember I asked one uh, one lady and she said it's like <laughs> her body can like got run over by the lorry. Uh. <laughs> she yes, said yes. Uh, is it something like that? I, I didn't feel the whole oh. the whole feeling of how uh, the contractions are like because okay. to me at that point when I was dilated zero point five yeah, I uh-huh. felt the pain already. The pain like how? Over like, ten? How much? Over ten I to me it ten, was uh? the con- I, I think it's <laughs> It was bearable. It was. Hello, I can't hear you. Hello, I can't Hello. hear you. Ah, yes, yes. Continue, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I, I think the pain was okay. It just felt like you, you, your stomach very, very. I can't hear you. Sorry. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Continue. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. So uh, I was saying that the pain was actually quite tolerable. Okay. But Depends on individual la, the tolerance pain la. Oh okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, okay. Yeah, so so so, so the baby came out. <laughs> then the dot your ba- the daughter came out already la. So she they put it on uh, your chest, right? Yeah, Hello? so actually yeah. after that I didn't go for uh the natural birth, right? I didn't go okay. for the natural birth route. I actually opt for an emergency C section because I felt a lot of pain already. Okay. So they okay. actually pushed me to the labor ward for C sec mm. And I remember how I recall how it was very surreal. Mm. It was first place on my chest after the C section. And like tears immediately rolled down my face as I looked at her for the first time. And I thank her for coming to my life. Like, I couldn't believe how beautiful and perfect she was. Yeah. So I, I, I just remember looking at her and I just felt like, wow, okay, like, all the pain was worth it, like, you know. Oh, okay. So my, my friend described it as like when she saw her son coming out, like she gave birth. Uh, she said, wow, it's really, really like a miracle. Like, yeah, like yeah. a woman's body can actually grow another fetus or living um living human in in a woman's body. Then when it came out it's like, wow, what a miracle. Like I just bore a I just grow a living human in my stomach and I it, it just came out and it's like wow beautiful baby is like it con it contains our my husband and my own chromosomes, you know. It's like the genes and all yeah, and it's like sure. wow a living human being that just born from my uh from my okay. stomach and then just like miracle uh. so probably this is probably yes. this is what a lot of ladies feel when they give birth okay so do you receive any positive or negative feedbacks from anyone when they learn about your teenage pregnancy yeah uh i think i generally receive a lot of positivity mm. from people around me okay there okay. wasn't one person that had anything bad in front of say uh so sorry i can't hear yeah. mm. Okay, okay, continue. 
gone, all the focus was on her and no longer okay. on me. So in a sense, I was lucky that I didn't have much time to prepare for mm. her arrival, which did not expose me to much remarks from others. Lah. So, But I did recall getting weird looks when I'm out with her when she was an infant, as mm. I had bleached hair and looked really young. But as far as negative feedbacks goes, I think I was pretty much safe from that. Anything mm. bad to say about me? having a child so young and further I also feel that even if they had anything bad to say they have no position to say such things as they are not a kid yeah I actually agree on the part that no one has a position to say such things if they haven't really gone through it yeah like the place like take a walk in my shoes Right. Same goes with uh, individuals who have gone through like depression or anxiety and also prenatal depression Uh, some women may have it after giving birth, uh, why is that so? Actually, I wonder. Hello, can't hear you. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Continue. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So some women may experience prenatal depression. Um. Is it? Why is that so? Uh, actually. Uh, prenatal. Huh. I think prenatal or postnatal depression comes. I I guess probably when. Like certain hormones are acting up I'm not very mm, sure I, I, mm. I personally didn't go through it like, I would say But I think I can relate to However they are feeling Because they are probably very overwhelmed they, are, might, they might be very anxious They might be very nervous For the arrival for the child They might not feel like They are good enough Or they are capable enough To raise up a child So I guess that's when Like the anxiety is them up And then uh, Sometimes you know The brain works in Like very fascinating ways uh, some ways that we cannot expect and then when it hits us like a truck right it's like wow actually I feel like I'm insignificant like I feel I'm not good enough as a mother I'm not I cannot mm. be a good mother what <clears throat> for am I like spending so much time to go and prepare for this child for what I am not going to be a good one so I think that's when like the depression hits uh. I mean I personally do not have depression so I can't mm. care much about it but I, I feel that those mothers who come out of that uh, they are better mothers uh, I would say mm. So there are, there are teenage moms who are being judged when they are at, in school, com, uh, in school yes. community, like maybe they meet relatives, they also get judged. So in a way, um, while, uh, while you are studying poly, right, you gave birth, is it? Mm. Correct? Uh, yeah, I, I was actually like, I think, uh, I, can't, I can't really recall, I think it was like during the mid-semester uh, of mm. like, like year two of poly, I think that's when yeah. I, I, I gave birth. So okay. I remember t- taking an, an exam like two or three weeks before giving birth. I think oh. that was very surreal for me. <laughs> yeah, because I when I sit for the exam, it was like I felt like many movements going on in my belly because like I was so heavily pregnant at that point of time. But but me, mm, sorry, uh, I cut you. But you don't have to miss a semester to miss a semester or something. Don't have to or I, I, you. I, mm. I, I didn't because, uh, as I mentioned, like, I gave birth during the semester break. Oh, like, semester break. Holidays. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah because correct, uh, correct. we did have a classmate that she, she was pregnant, but she missed a semester. Because I think, in a way, like, um, you know, there will still be very judgmental uh, classmates or schoolmates yes. around. And then they see, you, it's very rare or... To see like uh, somebody who's pregnant in poly, of course, like people will say about mm. it. Everybody is made different. Some people can take it, some people cannot. So, um, yes, maybe she has to take a semester break because she don't want to like get ju- judge, get judged or something like that, or just to recoup, recuperate and like give birth, la. So in a way, I feel that you are very resilient. Yeah. Uh, you are not very affected by people's yeah. opinion because they don't pay your bills, yeah, and sure. also like, <laughs> like exactly. uh, this is my, this is your life, la. In the way you graduate from poly is still your effort and also you want to talk uh, yes. talk about you or something like that, you also don't pay my bill, yeah, in a way. So I feel like sure. you got that resilience and determination la, and you you are like you are very tough and strong for your daughter and you build up that resilience ever since you broke up with your ex and realized. So I, I think you sort of like you live for yourself and your future with your daughter. So every day you feel like no matter what, you're not going to pay my bill, so your opinion no matter to me. I only just want to graduate. I want to make a better life for my daughter. So I, uh, I would like to applaud you for that. La. So lastly, what would you like to tell the ladies who have been through teenage pregnancy and has no one to turn to? Hi, Shana, I can't hear you. And most importantly is to persevere. Mm. Persevere, uh, yeah. I think most importantly is to persevere, right? 
Yeah, so as much as there are many lows, there will be many highs. Motherhood or parenthood in general is some. Chanel, I can't hear you. Fully prepare for no matter okay, what. Okay, yeah. Are, whether you are, uh, whether you are like eighteen as a mother, or whether you are twenty-five as a mother, or thirty or forty even, like I think nobody is like always prepared for a child. Right, so every day is an adventure. There is no perfect mother. There is no perfect parent, as well as there is no perfect person. All we can do is to fall down and get back up again. Yeah, and you have to remember that your child needs you. Your child relies on you to survive in this hectic and crazy world. Let go of the things that are meant to be and prioritize your child and yourself. This is how you can live in the moment and fully embrace the motherhood or parenthood in general. Yeah, not being present takes away the opportunities for you to witness all the little steps that your child is taking in their growth, and you wouldn't want to miss out on them. So definitely be there at least for your child, and eventually you'll find yourself striving as a mother or parent, and most importantly, as an individual. Yeah. Yeah. I do agree that motherhood is a journey, lah, because that teaches every mom in unique ways, different journey. Yes. So some will feel like they are settling back into a place in a brand new way, or like they feel like oh, this new transition is like sort of like rebirth like that, lah. So now, of course, when you mentioned that after the birth of your daughter, the focus is shifted entirely to her already, right? Yes. So somehow you feel like the rock is fallen off in a good way, lah. Yes. So like uh, you have a purpose in your life, you have everything you do is for your daughter. So it's like a shift from yourself to another. Uh, and to another lah. So also very important. I would like to mention is that right earlier I mentioned that not all teenage pregnancy ladies right will have supportive mm. parents like yourself, mm. or have the resilience and courage to leave a toxic relationship or partner. Okay, mm. so some may even get bitten when they are pregnant. There are cases like that, yes. and some may, um, some, some they are really very lost in life, nowhere to go because they get kicked out. Of the house, they don't have support. So, do you know there's a hotline for teenage pregnancy ladies to call? So, um, there's this non-profit organization. It's called Babes, uh, B A B E S, and uh, they lend a helping hand for teenage pregnancy ladies. So, if you are a pregnant lady, ah, uh, who needs help and you feel lost, like you get kicked out, you don't have supportive parents, no friends. Never mind, you know you are not alone. So if you need help for or more information about teenage pregnancy, right? Please call this hotline number six two zero six 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 four one. So it's very good. It's like twenty four hours as long as you have phone. Okay, you can call them. So don't worry. Okay, like um, you can. I mean, you are not alone. There are always people like who have gone through similar situation like you, like who get kicked out, who don't have supportive parents, but. There's always a silver lining, and there's always a rainbow at the end of the bridge. No matter how hard it is, yeah, mm, correct. So, yes. um, like Chanel, uh, thank you, Chanel, for coming to our show, inspiring all other teenage pregnancy ladies that they are not alone, and with resilience and the courage to move on, they can and will have a better future with them and their child alone, like you and your child alone only. This moment is. Motherhood and it's very precious. Yes. Okay, nobody can um, nobody can take that away from you. So let's yeah. navigate motherhood and happy International Women's Day once again to all ladies. Thank you very much, Chanel, for coming to our Thank show. You. Thank, Thank you. you. Happy happy International Women's Day, everyone. Thank you. Bye bye.